guys. Welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In the Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Lisa Barlow from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which just premiered its second season on Bravo. And you guys, I'm shaking. I'm so excited for this season of Real Housewives. I just think it's going to be a banner season. If that premiere told us anything, like what it's gonna, what this season is going to lead up to, whew, I don't think we even know. Like, I just don't. But, you know, I, I was really excited to interview Lisa for the first time, and I just think she was made for this. I think that she is such great TV. I think she's so entertaining. I think she's so funny. And, uh, you know, this again, this season's going to be a doozy, and I think that Lisa finds herself in a really interesting place this season because she has her longtime friend, Meredith Marks, and she has her newish friend, Jen Shaw, who she really got tight with at the end of last season, despite Meredith's drama with her. And I think that we're going to con- see that tension continue into this season. Obviously, the premiere showed us that. Uh, but I think there's a lot more to come there. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see sort of how Lisa navigates balancing those two friendships because they're, o- they're at odds with one another, um, whether she likes it or not. So I think that's just the situation that she finds herself in. Uh, we also talked about a lot of last season and uh, some of her catchphrases, including stormy weather, bad weather. I love that, which, you know, I say with my friends all the time. I told her that. Um, and she actually explained the bad weather thing in a way that I hadn't, the context that I hadn't really realized about it. Um, so keep listening for that. But yeah, all Salt Lake City fans will love this interview. And I'm, again, I'm just really excited for the season. So keep listening for my interview with Lisa Barlow from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Tune into the show Sundays at 9 p.m. on Bravo. And please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> All right, so we are here with Lisa Barlow from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Lisa, I'm so glad to finally have you. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Of course. I, we were saying, I feel like it's been a long lead up. We were in contact a little bit during the first season and we never got the chance to talk. So, um, you know, I think ahead of this, um, I, what seems to be an amazing season of Housewives, I'm glad to, fi- to, to, to be able to chat your ear off. <laughs> same, same. It's going to be a good one. I know. It's, so, so, I mean... So this is going to air after the premiere and that premiere episode, it's, it's, it's quite the doozy. And um, I think, but I think that you can just, you can already tell that people are so excited for this season. And I'm curious for you, do you, do you feel that hype? Do you feel like there is sort of like that just extra level of sort of expectation for, for you guys to deliver this year? I mean, yeah, I think after last season, I thought last season was good. And then two weeks into filming season two, I'm like, wow this is going to be amazing and insane and like all the things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like, I feel like you guys probably more than anybody else, especially more than any other, you know, new Real Housewives city, you guys delivered a landmark for a season. I mean, like people, it's it's an amazing, balanced cast you know you there there was real good drama it's it's funny it's it's a new city there's the, the religion aspect I think adds different element to it which I think at like is I learn a lot from in that regard for you sort of like after filming and then you go into watching it along with the rest of the world and with all that added scrutiny and and attention what was that like for you and did that requ- did that require sort of any learning curve for you in terms of like getting used to all of that Um, Okay, so um, just being candid, like episodes one through four were really rough for me because I know what I'm filming and I know who I am, but I didn't take into consideration for some reason the fact that like everybody else was going to have opinions about me and thoughts about me. 
And whether they're valid or not, I mean, those are their personal feelings, but I know my actions didn't cause any of those feelings. So that was really rough for me because I went into season one thinking like I had integrity, I had a voice, I there was so much we filmed that you didn't get to see, stuff that I felt humanized me and where you could see different layers to my, my relationship with Meredith, like, you know, what she's going through in her marriage and how I dealt with my parents' divorce and these conversations that no one got to see. So I think going into season one, I had these rose-colored glasses on and I thought, oh my gosh, like I did everything the way I was supposed to do it and it's going to be great when it really was rough. Like the first four, pretty much the first four episodes, I like braced for impact. Um, Each time we were watching, I was like, wow. And, you know, people were like, what was the big reaction at the reunion? And I'm like, what you don't understand is I didn't know those things were being said about me. I didn't know people felt that way. Right. And if it's valid or not, like, let's talk about it. So mm-hmm. going into season two, I think I was a little more prepared emotionally and mentally, but I definitely wanted to, I, I just want to be me. And I think that's where I struggle with some of the other women is they have these false ideals about me and that they want to convey about me. And I'm like, no, that's not me. Just let me be me. You want to be you, let me be me. And Mm. so, you know, there was a little bit of a um, fight for me to, you know, just keep saying that to them. Like, nope, you're not going to do that to me. I'm me for season two. It's almost like you realize that some of it's a little bit out of your control, right? It's it's the confessional moments from everyone else. It's the social media commentary, the editing of it all. So there's a lot that's out of your control, but it seems like this year correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to sort of take more control of your own narrative and really, and really make sure that that's established. Well, as much as I can. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But you're, but you, but you're, but you're more prepared, like you just said, which is really, yeah. which is really and, smart. And I always temper myself too, because, you know, I am a businesswoman and I've owned businesses for a long time and I'm the type of person that thinks worst case scenario back. So I mm. think like, what's the worst thing that can happen and what's the best result. And I do that in my friendships too, because you have to understand there's like a time where like you might be, I might be right, but it's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to get into this. Like, let's move forward because I'd rather you're looking for the best result in the relationships and how we can um, continue to grow the relationships and move forward together as a friend group. Yeah. It's like, it's sort of like pick your battles, agree to disagree when, mm-hmm. when, it, when it calls for that. So, yeah. you know, going into season two, but was there anything that you noticed about I don't know, yourself watching it or just from the whole experience that you were like, okay, in season two, I'm going to do this a little differently or I'm going to do, or did you have the same sort of approach for it? You know, going into season two, I think I was more aware that there were other conversations. I didn't know what they were, but you, 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 you're smarter. So, you know, like, you know what, if I'm having this conversation, more conversations are being had about this and it's not just me being talked about or talking about something. And so you're definitely cognizant of that. But the one thing is, is I'm very consistent as a person and um, I'm consistent in my life as a mom, as a person, as a business person. I know when to pivot. I know where I can be malleable and I just want to be me. I think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is I'm like, I just want to be myself and I temper myself sometimes. And I think, you know, when people are like, oh, that's, that's a more hyperbolic reaction than we would expect from Lisa. It's like, no, you didn't see that the first season. You didn't see everything. And, um, I, I want to be more free and I like, you know, because I understand like, that's why people are watching is they want to see the real us. And, you know, there's a lot of moments where you're going to see the good, the bad and the ugly, like all of it. <laughs> that's what we want. You know, like that's everything. what we want. We want, we yeah. want, we want the 360 degree view of your life. And I think that that's, 
that's what you guys give us. And I think that that's really, it's, it's not, that's Thank not an easy you. thing to do. And I recognize that, you know, it's, Thank it you. can't be easy. <laughs> no, it's um, hard. I tell everyone, I'm like, it's, as much as this is a great opportunity and fun, it's hard too. You're dealing with a lot of extraneous thoughts and feelings and opinions. And um, we know what we signed up for though. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, before we get really into season two, you know, it's it's not easy to, to kind of create or, or have moments that are one-liners and result in sort of this iconic one-liners right off the bat in your first season. Lisa, I think you have a couple already. I mean, I know that with, with my friends, like we say, I love that all the time. Lisa, like it's it's so it's so fun. And it, it, do you feel like you created these moments for yourself that that fans have really latched onto and, and really oh. kind of lovingly praise? Oh my gosh, you know what? It's so funny because when I was watching the show, I did not realize how much I say I love it. And my one of our photographers that I've used for years for my brand, he's like, Lisa, you say that all the time. And he's like, usually with me, you say, I love it. Do you love it? And then, um, you know, what's so funny is like, it's just my normal life. So I didn't go on thinking like, oh, that was going to become something. It was so funny because my love of Diet Coke, I get tagged, Diet Coke <laughs> needs to call me because I get tagged in at least 20 Diet Coke posts a day. And Incredible. I always have it like, look, there we go at the ready <laughs> in, the big, in the big, in the big styrofoam cup. In the I big love styrofoam it. Cups where it keeps the ice chilled. So, you know, um, that, and then I didn't know that I was always like, can I touch? <laughs> I, didn't, I am a toucher. Like I didn't realize how much like tactile surfaces are and how important they are to me. Um, but it was crazy. And like, I guess like a big thing with drinking, um, I didn't realize I said, you know, I'll take water and then I'll advance and how much I say that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, that's like funny. Like I didn't realize. That. I, mean, I think, you know, it's like you have, the, you have these Lisa Barlowisms that I think people just really, really attached, got, got attached to. And I think, I think that helps endear you to people. And I think that helps, we all know that Housewives fans love their one-liners and their catchphrases. So it helps solidify you, I think, too, and to have these moments that people can repeat. And I think it's, you know, there's stormy weather that that, that keeps on. I see that GF all the time. Bad so, weather. Yeah. It, that it's... was funny. Some people didn't get that, but Heather and her business partner, her name is Dre, or Andrea, they call her Dre. She calls it Dreather. And so, ah. like, you know, Dre and Heather. So when I saw Whitney and Heather all together, I'm like, you guys are like bad weather. Like, they're like, and, but I'm like, I literally was on one and I'm like, there's like a tornado. They I like that context. Food. I needed that context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think like not everybody understood like what weather was and like, they're like, why is she calling them weather? It's Whitney and Heather combined. <laughs> <laughs> and like Heather loves those. Like I always say Heather speaks in movie quotes and mm. song lyrics. Like if you listen to Heather really speak, it's either a movie quote or a song lyric and like, that's like her thing. She and she loves like the Brangelina, the Dreather. So I'm like, well, let's add one more to there. You got weather. There we <laughs> go. I I'm into it. I really love it. Um, so going into season two, I mean, there's obviously a lot of anticipation for what the season holds for Jen and sort of how the group reacts to all of that. And the first two, the first two minutes of this season are wild. And we see the moment that Jen gets a call and, and authorities show up and all that. What was your reaction to that being sort of how we kick off off the season? I showed up that day wanting to have another conversation with Jen because mm. Jen and I were, you know, I'm Jen's friend and I'm a very consistent, loyal person. And I think for me with Jen, I was hoping to have another conversation so we could clear the air on something else, but it wasn't like super heavy. It was just right. something that needs to be talked about. And um, 
you know, she showed up and she had killer braids. And next thing you know, she's leaving and Homeland Security, the New York PD, NYPD shows up and, and um, the FBI. And, you know, I was like, what's going on? And you like, honestly, I'm looking at Heather and for a minute, I'm like, they're here for Heather. Cause Heather was like, like right. sitting uncomfortably cause we were in the van and she's like crouching down. And I'm like, I feel like they were there for Heather and because she was so uncomfortable and it's her place of business. And then when they're like, we just want to make sure Jen's okay. My first reaction was what's going on. And then I like facts. So my first thing was you know, we work with a ton of different attorneys on all of our brands. So we have a lot of attorneys that we're friends with because we work with them so much. Of course. So I just started calling all of our attorneys and asking them, is anything about Jen Shaw on the docket? And the other girls don't work with attorneys as much. Like I'm in a federally regulated business, alcohol. And so I always want to make sure I'm as buttoned up as can be. And you rely on other people to do that. So I called and was saying to them, is Jen's name on the docket. And what that means is a legal list that all lawyers have of like what cases are pending against right. people. And there was nothing on the docket. So I received three phone, three I called three people. One, I got to talk to two. I left messages. They returned my phone call and I just wanted the facts, like mm. what's happening right now. And then we got the news that, um, you know, Jen was getting indicted and she was never arrested in front of any of us. We didn't see that happen, but you know, you go through a myriad of emotions. I'm not going to apologize for those emotions. Like I'm human and we're living this in real life. This is like our real life. Like I cried. I get emotional just talking about yeah. it right now, but like I cried, I was hurt. I felt angry. I felt confused. You go through so many different emotions and you don't know how you're going to react until you're in this situation. And normally I feel like I'm very calm and collected, um, but I am sensitive. So mm. I was sensitive to what this meant for Jen um, once the headlines broke on the web. But even still then I'm like, let's get the facts. Let's, you know, find out because legal interpretation is different from a lawyer to an individual. And for sure, you know, I was interested in getting the facts and I've been very, I've, you know, since the Vegas trip last year, I've been rooting for Jen and, and for happiness for Jen, you know, dealing with the death of her father and then other marital things that Jen was going through. I just wanted to go into the season showcasing a different side of Jen, one where it wasn't so hyperbolic and, and where you saw the softer side, which is why the human side of Jen, which is what I see. And I was, and I just really hope people give her a chance and um, she gets due process. So it seems like, it seems like you kind of go through the gamut of emotions and, and reactions in your, which, which you're hundred percent entitled to. And it does your opinion on the, on the matter sort of change as, as, as the season goes along and maybe into today as, as it continues to change. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in um, the fact that we um, have all been begging for social change and for innocence until proven guilty, especially over the last two years, what we've experienced as a country. And um, I think we need to be considerate of Jen and to say, you know, she is innocent until proven guilty. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a juror, and I'm definitely not a judge. And as much as I've been accused of judging people, I don't judge anybody. I, I hold myself super accountable for everything. I don't think it's my job to judge anybody. Jen's circumstances don't change who I am as a person and how I'm going to treat her as a person. And I've been very consistent in that. Is Jen always easy? No. Um, is Jen my friend? Yes. And does Jen deserve due process 100%? And mm -hmm. I, I hope people go into the season open-minded 
and give her a chance to show a different side of herself. And they're open to that and understand that she's going through, she's going through a fight of her life. You know, we all go through different struggles right. and Jen is fighting for her freedom. And I think, um, with that said, I think that I go through a myriad of emotions and, um, Jen is not perfect, nor am I. And you'll see the, um, the breaks in our friendship and what causes them and, and how we move forward in that, because, you know, conflict resolution is important to me. So I think you're going to see, you're going to be on a roller coaster. Like <laughs> it really sounds like it from, from, from what we've seen. Yeah. Even before Jen, there was so much going on. Oh yeah. That like, I thought I was like, wow, we viewers like are going to go through like the full gamut with this even before Jen and then after Jen and then other things that ensue, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's I'm like sure. 10 seasons wrapped into one. It, it, it sounds like it. And, and I think, you know, like you said, sort of you, you, and, you and Jen got close after Vegas last year in the reunion. We saw you defended your friendship with her and what that meant in terms of and going into this season. It, it, we also talk a lot about, you know, what that means for your, whether that should change your friendship with Meredith and that, sort of how that complicates things like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk to me a little bit about obviously you're a very loyal person. So, but why you really feel that you want to stick fully behind Jem and, and your friendship with her, even if, you know, Meredith might question that or, or re- the reason um, why. That's a great question. Um, so I see, you know, I see the good in everybody. I see the good in Heather, Whitney, Mary, Meredith, Jen, Jenny, all of them. And I want people to see the good in me. I often think that they think the worst of me all the time. And I, and I have to prove myself right. And that's their own insecurities that they're projecting onto me. And I understand that. I think as far as Jen and Meredith go, when we started season one, Jen and Meredith were best friends. I mean, to the point where they were doing sleepovers and I wasn't included. And and not that I'm upset about it either. Like I'm happy <laughs> when my friends are friends. Like I don't do sleepovers, by the way. Like I'm one that does not like sleepovers. I want my space. <laughs> I'm like, I'm with I am you. Grown, I'm with you. I am a grown woman, like. Get the fuck I'm waking up in my own bed, right? Exactly. Yes, I'm waking up in my own bed and with John or no one. And sometimes my children, like that's it. And um, so for me, I saw two people that I didn't realize that there was such a deep fracture. To me, it was, you know, I wasn't privy to a lot with Meredith. I feel like some of the other girls knew way more than her. I'm not friends with just Meredith. I consider her family my friends. I love them. I um, see how beautiful the Marks family is. My husband adores Seth, like Seth is so much fun and we adore them as a couple and as a unit. And so it's a different dynamic than with Jen. I don't have that same dynamic with Jen, but when I did see, you know, I've all, I keep getting accused of seeking out a friendship with Jen. And um, I understand the intention behind that. And it, there was no seeking out. I saw somebody, I'm one of five girls and I have a brother. So I'm one of six kids in eight years. And when you see someone hurting, it, it's not in me. I'm a sensitive person. It's not in me to be like, oh, sucks to be you. Sorry, bitch, you deserve that. I'm not <laughs> that girl. I'm never going to be that girl. As much as people want to paint me that girl, I'm not that girl. I saw Jen hurting. I listened to her. I was with them in Vegas. I know what mm-hmm. happened in Vegas. Um, I was told to me, I'm going to, I love jabbing you and I'm not going to stop. And I saw what she went through and I related to her. I felt a commonality with Jen for the first time that whole year. Did I like Jen? Yeah, absolutely. Were we close? No. After that, I was like, I understand her. I understand this different struggle she feels um, with not fitting in. And people don't understand some of Jen's statements. And I think they're polarizing where she says people think I'm black in Utah. Well, Utah has been very homogenous for a long time. And people, if you live in Utah and you understand the culture, people, that's a true statement for Jen. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that like watching her go through things, I felt empathy for her and compassion. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to apologize for that. But I think on the flip side, what people need to understand is um, Meredith is close friends with Whitney and Heather. How do you think that makes me feel? You guys all watch the reunion. I'm not mad at Meredith. I don't have any expectations on her to change that. Anyone, I truly mean it when I say be friends with whoever you want, but don't think they did things that hurt me. There were repercussions. Heather posted awful things about me on social media. Whitney posted jabs at me. They treated me poorly. And I feel like I didn't, I reacted to how I was being treated. I didn't create situations. I reacted to situations and you can't be mad at me for being kind to someone when you're being kind to people that haven't Mm. been nice to me. Mm. And I think that it's, it goes both ways. And you all saw me in New York defending vehemently Meredith and you guys talked about her marriage and you're going to see to the end who really did talk about Meredith's marriage. And it's going to be someone different than you expected. And Mm. the very end of the season, you'll see if it's, unless it's removed, you'll see who talked about Meredith's marriage. And um, I think that I, being friends with Meredith, I didn't ever engage in any conversations, nor will I ever. That's negative. I I love their marriage. I love them as a couple and as a family unit. And, um, you know, I know that there's hurt there, but I've also been hurt. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm human. I have real feelings. I'm actually quite sensitive. And, you know, there's things that happen that hurt. Being friends with someone means you can have those tough conversations and move forward. And I think you're going to see the evolution of Meredith and my friendship. And it's not surface level. Like, it's not like, oh, I love you. You're so pretty. Oh, it's deep. Yeah. Yeah. You've been friends for a long time. it's, It's deeper than that. I have called Meredith on the phone and said, okay, I need affirmations, Meredith. You got it. <laughs> like, like I'm strong, but we're like sisters. Give me some right. affirmations. And she's like, you sound like Seth. And I'm like, then I'm like, I mean, just to put it into perspective and, but I, I understand her and, you know, mean things were said to my kids too. I understand how it hurts. Like when someone's sending my son a text, a DM on social, that's saying your mom's a see you next Tuesday. My son doesn't need to see that. Like, Oof. And, no. and, you know, or you should die. It goes both ways. Like there's imp- there, I think what people need to understand is there's real repercussions to every action and word. Yeah. And it doesn't just affect one person. It affects all of us. Yeah. And I think um, because I'm strong, people think it doesn't affect me. It does. It does affect me. And I feel like, you know, what, a little bit of what, what we're going to see there is sort of like, you know, you, you equate what Heather and, and Whitney, you know, your, your, your stuff with them to Meredith and, and Jen stuff. There are some people in the cast who kind of question equating those things. What, what's your response yes. to that? You know, I'm not accountable for anybody else but me. <laughs> but I think, um, I think the one thing that is consistent, since I love consistency with this group is um, there's a lot of hypocrisy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, um, you know, I'm consistent. You know what you're gonna get from me in a feeling. And if I change my feeling, you're gonna be the first to know. But I think um, the hypocrisy runs rampant among this, amongst this right. group of women. It's, <laughs> and, you know, I'm a New Yorker. Like, you know, I was born and raised there. And one thing that we're good at is being direct. And I'd rather someone be direct and honest with me than fake and lie. And, Next question. Um, yeah, like for sure. Yeah. And the hypocrisy gets to like, it's like the most annoying thing. It's like, you know, which, what are you? Like, who's like, don't say this to me and say this to her, be consistent. Like, if you have that opinion, that's great. 
but be consistent. Don't lie. It's a lie at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You're being, you're being inauthentic in your mind. Totally. And, and, and the last thing about, and I'm saying that cast wide, I'm not like, right, right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's that's a more general statement. Yeah. Yeah. But for for Heather, when it comes to you and Heather and Whitney, last thing about them, is there any hope for resolution between you guys? Is there, is, is there, what does that path forward look like for you guys? You know what? You're going to have, that's a interesting journey. And it's Mm. one that I think is going to fascinate people. Um, I think they have an idea of me in their head that if they let go of, then it diminishes what they thought and felt last year. But the truth always comes out and you can't, I'm not, I am who I am and you can't keep telling me I'm something I'm, I'm not Mm. because I'm going to, you're going to like, I'm consistent. You're going to see who I really am. And whether people like me or not, I'm being myself. And, you know, you just have to wait till the end of the season. I think people are um, going to be surprised the journey that we all go on and how relationships evolve, change, dissipate and strengthen. Cool. I'm, I'm excited to see that because I, I feel like, you yeah. know, it's hard to imagine anything else, but I'm glad that there maybe will be some complications there on, on, on a different page. You know, I think it, it from the trailer, it seems that there's going to be some questioning of Mary's church and sort of what, what yeah. that, you know, because online during the season, there was a lot of talk about like church and coal and there's a lot of, a lot of big words thrown out there. And I think, yeah. you know, it seems like you guys are trying to get to the bottom of it this season. Yes. And it, it, you, it looks like you go to lunch with somebody who sort of maybe used to be a member of her church or something. What can you tell me about what we can expect from, from that, from that kind of path as well? Well, I like to do on facts. So I think um, first and foremost, I have relationships extraneous from this friend group and how I even, you know, the other girls have met Mary in a different way, but how I was introduced to Mary was through my friend, Cameron. And Cameron has, um, he is so amazing and has done amazing things in Utah and is revered for that. And I trust him and I believe him, but you know, it's not fair for me to be just like I'm friends with Jen and Meredith, you know, I have more friends than just Mary. And I love our, um, I love our state and I love how diverse it is. And it's much more diverse than people think it is. And what's shown on the show, I think it's like, I just did an event with who's who of black Utah last week and Vanessa Simmons went for it. And I think that we just have to keep promoting diversity. And I think with that, Cameron um, came to Utah from Chicago um, in his early twenties and was a part of Mary's church. And knowing I'm friends with Mary because he made the introduction, he's always been nice about Mary, but he does have, um, he was on his own spiritual journey and, and we just dive into that. Like Cameron and I dive into that spiritual journey and what that looked like for him. Mm. Does that mean it's, you know, what Mary has to realize is like, we're on a TV show and people did go down the rabbit hole. I have chosen not to, I have never gone and done the deep dive and gone down the rabbit hole. If you notice, when do you ever see me talk badly about anybody? I'll deal with stuff when it pertains to me. I don't talk badly about people, but I am a good friend and I am a great listener. And if my friends are going through traumas, it's okay to ask them about their trauma and have them explain it to me. It's, is it good or bad or negative? No, it's their truth. It's their experiences and their truth. And we can't um, tell someone they're not entitled to that. So whether or not it's, um, you know, it's getting to the bottom of things with Mary's church. You're going to have to wait and see. But I do think that, um, you know, Mary being on a reality show and there's so much online about her and her church, there's, we all know what position we're in and we have to speak to it. And I've asked Mary to speak to it. And um, I've asked Mary some hard questions too. It's yeah, not just I mean, Cameron. It, it comes to the territory. Yeah, it yeah, comes to the territory. 
yeah, they're my friends. You want to know what's going on. Like, why do you feel this way? How do you feel this way? What's the truth? And I think after we went through an emotional roller coaster with Jen's journey, it, there's nothing wrong with saying like, who are all of us? Like, is there anything I don't know about? Exactly. Yeah. What, does anybody yeah. else have skeletons, any sort of skeletons or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's not even the skeletons. It's like, what are you dealing with? Right. Like, what's going sure, on with it. you that you're dealing with? Because I'm not a bone collector. Like, yeah. that's like <laughs> one title I never want. And I don't mm. do that. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, yeah. when, when it comes to the season, it's there's, I mean, both of these things are pretty big in terms of the accusations that are out there. And then I think, you know, obviously some of it comes out, you know, while filming and fans, fans and probably cast members are like kind of jump to conclusions and, and kind of make up their minds about things before we've really seen any of the footage or what have you. For you, what's it, I mean, as again, as a co-star to Jen, as a co-star to Mary, you just said, you know, you, you, you say that everyone, you know, deserves their own kind of to tell their own story and stuff like that. When you, when you see people sort of jumping to conclusions and, and forming the perceptions of things that might be skewed or, or not, what's your reaction to that as somebody who's in the cast with them? And I don't know, because it, it's, it's probably a really tough position to be in. Um, it's absolutely a tough position to be in. I think we're all in a tough position and we picked it. Um, I can only speak from my own experience. And yeah. I know that people jumped to conclusions on me last season and were thinking Lisa lied, Lisa's a whore. I was called nine different names in the first two episodes and people formulated opinions. So no matter what I said, I love my Cavalli jacket. I earned that Cavalli jacket. So it's like, you know, I'm being judged for that. Like I'm mean because I'm confident. And, you know, um, speaking from my own experience, I would hope that people give people a chance. You're never going to see it in one episode, two episodes, three episodes. And it may take to the reunion, like for me, for people to be like, okay, like maybe she's not, I mean, I've had people say, I thought you were horrible. Now I love you. And you know, the most important thing is that I love myself and not in love with myself. Like it's Zendaya said it best. You should be your, you should be the one that pumps you up the most. Right. I love that. And yeah. If you for don't, sure. you know, everybody's looking for that um, feeling, but I think, I hope people give everyone on the cast a chance and maybe you'll still have the same opinion by the end, but at least give everyone the chance because we are being raw. We are sharing a side of ourselves. Like you're seeing, you know, you have to process things really quickly and it's, you don't always make the right decisions. I mean, I mean I'm sure there's, I think there's going to be things that I'm like cringe and then other <laughs> things mean, yeah. where I'm like, yeah, let's go. But, but, but you, but I feel like the Bra Bravo housewives fan, they're fickle. So like one episode, you do something that they love and the next episode they do something that you hate and then but ultimately it's just it's just kind of a roller coaster and it's it sounds like you have the right mentality about it though which is like you signed up for this and you know your position and and you seem to be in a good headspace about it which is really which is really nice well I have a grounding thing at home like my husband is so um sensible and logical and even and I have two boys. I'm one of five girls. So imagine like if I had all right. these daughters, I'm like, mom, oh my God, let's sit down. I have boys that are like, mom, why do you care about that? Like Jack's like, Jack will say to me, mom, you don't really care about that. Don't even read that. You don't care about that. Mom, it's not true. Don't read that. And they're so grounding. And it's crazy to go through it's this good. with a teenager. So I have my little Henry in elementary school. And then my teenage son, who's like going through it with me. And he's like, you know, they like me as their mom. They love me as their mom. And I love being their mom. And it's grounding because they're like, mom, you normally would never care about that. Why are you caring about that now? And it just gives you your own check. Like it keeps me totally. in check. 
Yeah, it's your in, it's your in house like yeah, it's your in house check and it's great. Um, yeah, my you know, crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we before we go, you know, you are a businesswoman who has a lot of irons in the fire, and it's it's so impressive how you balance it all. You know, there there's Vita Tequila, obviously. There's there's Fresh Wolf. There's your there's your all your events. Like I'm curious just how it's all going because it, it, this whole platform must have you know helped all of your businesses in, in some capacity. Uh-huh. You know, it's amazing. I was lucky because I came on the show as an entrepreneur and I didn't start a business on the show. And with that said, though, um, it is an amazing platform and it is, um, it's amazing the reach. I didn't realize, I don't think you can fathom how big the reach is and how broad the Bravo fan base is. And um, for me, it's been exciting because I've worked since I was 12 years old. And so for me to like, have this platform and you know I came on this hoping that it was going to be inspirational for women that oh you know they call it the one percent for a reason and I'm not in the one percent I'm maybe like I know I'm in a good percentage but I'm not the one percent not yet but I think that <laughs> <yet>. I've created, <laughs> but I I do want to I do want to be in for Barlow and be for billionaire and I think mm. we're on a path to get that way to get there because of our hard work and it nothing you know um it was ironic because Vanessa Simmons was here last week Russell Simmons and I chatted and um it was in Chicago we ended up in an elevator together and um I ended up sending he doesn't drink but hit everyone on his plane on the way home to New York drank so we sent him home with tequila but he said if it's easy it's not legal and um nothing I've done is easy everything I do takes an extreme amount of patience hard work um, consistency and commitment and, um, having this platform to be all of that on has been amazing. And, um, you know, it's hard too, because I feel like I'm scrutinized a lot more, but one thing I am is a hard worker and a smart worker. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that Bravo like likes me on the platform and on the show. I love being a part of the Salt Lake city housewives. I'd like to think I was a big part in bringing it here and I feel grateful to be on the show. And I think we have really dynamic people on the show. Like it's not just me, you know, everyone has their own journey and there's somebody relatable for everyone. And from a business standpoint, it's fun to have people tagging me and be the tequila post. I'm sure <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's like, it's like, okay, this is, this is working. Like, this is connecting. And it's, yeah. that, ha- that has to be, that has to be, you know, self reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long winded answer, but I worked really hard. Like I did help design the bottle. I, I believe know it. I have the most beautiful tequila inside the bottles. Like we've worked hard to make sure, you know, we've been doing this before tequila was cool, before other celebrities were involved. It's like, since 2003 and we built an amazing business an amazing brand and it's fun to be able to show people I hope in some way shape or form like you know Drew Sador and I ended up on watch what happens live because I got blue in my eye and couldn't go oh on my god I forgot blue. right yeah <laughs> and um we forged a friendship from that and I think everything happens for a reason and Drew and I are able to work on a project together but the most important thing is all of our projects work together we've built a great foundation we have great people that help us it's not just me. It's not just my husband. We have a great team and we're willing to do the work. Like even after I'm done filming, sometimes I'm up to three and four in the morning catching up on things. And it's been hard because I've been very regimented for my, most of my adult life and being yeah. on a TV show like this, it's ever changing. More fluid. So have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have no consistency, but I'm learning a new way of balancing things and parenting and making it all work. And I'm grateful. Like, honestly, every day I'm like, thank you, God. I'm very grateful. Well, well, I think, you know, you said, you said, you hope you bring a lot to the, to the show and you a hundred percent do fans love you, Lisa. And, 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 and the, 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 we love the whole cast. It's it, the show is really, 
you know, I think <laughs> it's just crazy it's how, how, how it, it's crazy how quickly if, you know, you guys have really cemented yourselves and it feels like you, I've known you guys for five years. There's only been one yeah. season. So I'm excited for the journey ahead. I'm so glad that we got to, the chance to connect today and um, I can't Thank wait for you. everyone to, to, to watch the rest of the season. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. I think you're going to love it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and thank uh, Lisa, you so much for your time today. I appreciate of course. It. Everyone tune into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Sundays at 9 p.m. Thank, thank you, you so thank much, you. Lisa. So fun chatting. This was so You're fun. Thank you. thank you so much for listening. For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. We'll talk to you next time.